Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hello, my loves. Welcome to episode 191, How to Not Jinx Your Love Life. If you haven't noticed already, I'm a bit nasally, nursing a pretty gnarly head cold, but here I am. I really wanted to bring this episode to you, but I apologize in advance that I am definitely a little more low energy and trying to preserve my energy as best I can. But here we are, and I think that this will be a fun episode to sink our teeth into. This episode was inspired by a great client of mine in my group program. She shows up for the work regularly. I have four calls a week at various times for my girls in the program, and this one in particular is pretty much on all of the calls and raises her hand at least once a week to get coached, and her growth speaks for itself. I love how she leans in. And she's just a lover of the work and a lover of the growth, but also so willing to just bring her vulnerability and her shit to the table. And I promise you, if you're curious about this group, which now I'm offering a six-month option for, as well as payment plans, you will not slip through the cracks. I get that it can be a little intimidating or not as inviting to talk about your most vulnerable shit in a group of women. You should know the group is anonymous but you will actually be inspired to dig deep because of the way the women in the group are digging deep and being so vulnerable. And it invites you to really know how not alone you are and how that there are other unbelievable catches in the world just like you who struggle in their love lives and with their relationships with themselves. So it's such a high-vibed group. And yeah, I'm biased, but I think you want to be in it. So this girl, as I said, she shows up consistently and she was really actually resistant. She was working it out. This is what I love. For me, a great client is someone who brings her shit, right? She's not here to be the perfect, the perfect student in my mind isn't someone who said, well, I just shifted my thoughts and now I feel fantastic and I don't need any coaching. No, she does the work on her own. I teach my girls how to self-coach. I should say my ladies, my women. I teach them how to self-coach and work on their own brain. And then my job as their coach is to help them get to where they want to go when they're feeling stuck or blocked. And so this particular client was stuck on and resistant, I should say, about believing that her guy could possibly be on the apps. And of course, I have a whole video about that in my course and in my program. The course We'll be coming back in December, an expanded version. Make sure you guys are on my email list or you're following me at Claire the Heartbreak Coach so you're the first to know. If you've been thinking about the course, it will be coming back for a limited time in December. Treat yourself <laughs> to a lifetime access course with it will be 80 videos on how to navigate moving through healing your heart, deepening your relationship with yourself, and finding someone better, including a step-by-step bonus guide from when you first match on the apps to the conversation about exclusivity. 
So she did so much work and got, if I say so myself, great coaching on showing up differently to the apps because what we uncovered in her coaching regarding her resistance to the dating apps was that she actually wasn't really giving them a fair chance just based on the coaching. But I don't want to derail this conversation too much. And so she really showed up differently and lo and behold, creates this amazing date. And she shared the process of how she really shifted into being more open and then creating this promising date. And so then, of course, she, and I say, of course, not because it's her, but I think that all of us can relate to, oh, the shoe's going to drop or I don't want to jinx it. Because when I asked her why, she said, well, it's never worked out for me before. And this is such a normal reason for why we think we could jinx a date or the other shoe would drop. But before I go any further, I do also just want to share the definition I found on the Google for jinx. In popular superstition and folklore, it is a curse or the attribute of attracting bad or negative luck. A jinx in popular superstition and folklore is a curse or the attribute of attracting bad or negative luck. And so again, very normal because we think, well, we haven't had success in love in the past, which by the way is a thought. But what I reminded her of was how far she'd come and how different she was now as she's putting herself out there because of the work that she's already done in this program. I always remind my clients that you can't say, oh, I've been dating for all this time. And I even had another client this week say, well, how am I not supposed to think it's me, Claire, if I've probably gone on 100 dates over the last year or two years? I can't remember what she said. And I still haven't found him yet. But I've been coaching her. And I know that majority of those 100 dates were not quality dates. They were quantity dates. I knew she wasn't that intrigued, but she was going out for the sake of going out. So I always say before you've come to me. I don't care how many years you've been dating. I don't care how many years you've not been dating. I don't care if you were in a 20-year marriage and you're just learning how to date for the first time again. You can't count the past. And you didn't have bad luck in the past. From my coach perspective, you were just unconscious and then playing out your unconscious mind with people that weren't meant to be your people, just like I did. I don't look at my dating history prior to Larry and think I had bad luck. I made unconscious choices based on what I thought was my ideal partner. I wasn't eyes wide open the way that I was when Larry came into my life. I wasn't deliberately dating and intentionally dating the way that I was when Larry came into my life. So who I was when I was in those relationships that didn't work out was not the woman that I was when I called Larry into my life. So you can't, in my opinion, and I know there might be some witchy people out there, (laughs) and my hat is off to you. My witch hat is off to you. I love a little woo. But I really just don't think it serves to believe that you have the ability to curse your love life, to jinx your love life. And it really wasn't about that. It was about, as she very clearly said, it was about 
the lack of success. I pause on success because I think six, I like I look at my dating history as a very successful one, even though I experienced a lot of heartbreak because I rose to the occasion of each of those heartbreaks and dug deep and learned and then would meet another person who I thought was more available. Turned out he wasn't. Learned from that, then learned more and more and more. Not just about the other person and realizing he wasn't the right person for me, but more about myself and what shit came up in that relationship that I could work on about me. Great example of that is my last heartbreak six years ago now, I think, where I was very insecure because he was this Ivy League grad and I was, quote unquote, just a personal assistant building my coaching business, continuing to audition. And he would make these digs about where I was at in my life and in my career and even made a dig about what his parents would think about me being a life coach versus a therapist, which would be more, you know, acceptable to them. And I let those insecurities eat at me and I let his judgments eat at me because they were my own judgments of myself until I healed those for myself and put myself back out there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a fucking life coach. And people pay me a lot of money to heal hearts and then ultimately find love. So sorry, not sorry to anyone who has a problem with that. And then still, as I say that, when I moved to Santa Barbara, which is definitely less woo than LA, I'm not going to lie, still in social situations when I say I'm a life coach for dating and relationships and heartbreak. Yeah, of course, I feel funny saying that when I'm talking to doctors and lawyers, but I feel the cringe and I own it and I say it anyway. And I'm really proud of who I am and what I've done. But my human brain automatically goes to, oh, I'm sure they're having a little chuckle inside about what that means or not or not. But that's what I mean when I say learning how to heal and grow from the triggers and the insecurities and probably why you think that person let you go than to own the fuck out of yourself that much more. But as I always say, the fall in love with you work is a lifelong journey. I don't sit here saying perfectly healed, perfectly whole, perfectly secure, no qualms about myself. And I think if anyone said that, I wouldn't believe them. So You can't jinx your love life, but you can protect your energy when you're newly dating someone and you've got a peanut gallery that wants to know all the things, or you've got a mom that's like, oh, are you seeing anyone? Oh, what does he do? Where is he from? How many dates have you been on? Is he looking for the same thing that you're looking for? What's his name? Can I see a picture? Am I going to meet him? Like all of that pressure and anxiety, I do think can fuck up your dating process. Because I believe for all of you listening, you have clean desire to find your ideal person. Clean desire. But the waters get muddied or dirty, if you will, when you take on other people pushing, prodding, butting in, projecting. And look, I love my mom. I'm sure you all have great moms. Maybe some of you don't. I'm I'm not criticizing moms, and I'm just using that as a classic example. But we also have friends who do that too. And they want what's best for you, but those prodding questions can fuck with your own wobble. Because let's be real, if you're listening to this episode, you probably have a little bit of a wobble when it comes to the how and the belief that your person exists and you are going to meet them. So I don't think you can jinx your love life, but I do think you can protect the energy around your love life 
by holding up boundaries and also continuing to be very intentional and clear about the way that you're showing up with finding your person, which obviously I help you how to do in the find someone better section of my course and in my program. And one of the first things that I ask my students to do and my clients to do in my program is to enlist three loved ones. Do not be chit-chatting away. And by the way, the client who inspired this episode, she wasn't doing that. But I would say for sure, protect your energy and don't be shouting from the mountaintops in the same way I would do that when I was an actor. I lived in a house of four actresses and, you know, I found it really, what is it? What is the word that I'm looking for? It was like anxiety mongering instead of fear mongering, anxiety mongering when, you know, an actress friend would be like, how was your audition? When does it, when does it shoot? Do you know if there are callbacks? What did the casting director say? Did you talk to your agent? Are you on hold? Have you heard about that audition? It's like, I'm already just like, a little bit uppity because I want the job so badly. I don't need all of those questions to make me just get more anxious. So I would just protect it. But it would be hard when you're living in a house with actresses and we're all just getting ready. And I really, you know, give my bestie, Aisha, who I lived with in that house, a lot of credit because she was the one to say, listen, thank you for asking. But I'm just really trying to let go of my audition once it goes. So it's not that I don't want to tell you. It's just that I really want to let it go myself. So I just don't want to give it any energy or talk about it. And I was like, damn, I'm going to take a page from her book. (laughs) And I think you could do the same when it comes to your dating life. Again, you can't curse the date. You can't curse your love life, but you can protect the energy. And so we got a little bit deeper around this idea of, well, it's never worked out before. And I said, okay, but you're a different person. And I don't mean like a completely different person that you're not recognizable, but you're more up-leveled. You're more emotionally mature and aligned when it comes to your dating life. You're ready to find your person. And you've already even just done so much work to even up-level the way you show up on the apps. Hence why you have this nice date planned. What's the worst that could happen? And she said, it doesn't work out. Like he's not who I hoped he was, or he doesn't like me, or just it doesn't work out. And so I said, okay, and then what? And so she said, well, then I'd be really bummed. And then I'd be thinking, see, it doesn't work out for me. See, the guys on the apps aren't that great. And I'd have, I'd be thinking all that. And I was like, yeah, okay. So what? This is the name of the dating game. To manage your mind when you get excited about somebody and it doesn't work out. So it is. We have to be willing. I know I have not said this for the first time on this podcast at episode 191. We have to be willing to feel disappointment over and over again, just like an actor. I always would say to new actors, like audition 200 times before you tell me it's not going to work out. But I would say most savvy, resilient actors know this. They are signing up for a career that will instill a lot of pain and disappointment for them. It, it Literally because there just aren't enough jobs as there are actors. And yeah, some people book jobs and get a big break right away. Some people get themselves on the apps, find love right away. Okay, and so it is. But if that's 
you right now being like, well, it happened for this person. It happened for this person. Well, your journey is to figure out how to make it happen for you, whether you've been on 10 dates or 200 dates and figuring out why your love life didn't work up until this point, which is step three of my five-step process to stop wanting him back. Getting super clear on why each of those relationships didn't work out. Not just because of who he was and how he showed up, but because of who you were and how you showed up, which is not the same as saying, whose fault was it? It's just an honest, curious, non-judgmental assessment of what didn't work on top of an acceptance of it not working. Even my rock bottom relationship, you guys, episode five, my heartbreak story, even that relationship, I accept. I'm grateful for because of the woman I became after that relationship, because of the man I ended up with after that relationship. And I couldn't have found a Larry without doing the work to heal the Claire who was with that motherfucker at that time. I don't like him. I don't respect him. I don't appreciate that I never got an apology for how he annihilated me mentally and emotionally. I don't at all. And really that ended up manifesting physically for me and his criticism of me sexually. I mean, all the ways, but it invited me to step into a whole new level of self-worth. And it was a bumpy ride after him. I got my heart broken again and again and again, several times after that rock bottom. But what it came down to at 38 years old, just over three years ago, was I realized finding a partner and sharing my life with someone was the most important thing and nothing was going to stop me. And I was willing to put time, effort, and energy into dates every week, even if they were doozies and feel the disappointment of, oh, what a waste of time that was, or feel the disappointment of, oh, I really liked him and he didn't like me. Oh, okay. Now I have to like dig deep on what what my insecurities are that he didn't choose me and keep meeting myself there over and over and over again. The worst thing that can happen is that it doesn't work out and you have to feel negative emotion and then investigate it and then ask yourself if you're willing to get back on the horse because you're so committed to the results of finding your ideal person. And let me tell you something. On the other side of a fuck ton of heartbreak slash on and off relationships with unavailable men for nine years of my 30s. Really, the first two years of my 30s, I avoided dating because of that rock bottom relationship. I was too broken to open myself up again. But another six years up until 38, I dated some doozies who I really fell hard for and had to heal, learn, and grow from. And then ultimately, after discovering coaching, truly, that's where my whole world shifted and my mind was blown about my worth and my calling in life to do this work. And then I applied that to calling in Larry. And none of this would have happened without that heartbreak. So I don't look at any of my past dating history or even being an actor. None of it was a waste of time. None of it was because I jinxed myself or someone jinxed me. None of it was bad luck. They were unconscious choices that I made. And and I kept showing up and showing up and learning and growing and healing. And it's not perfect over here. I don't sit here on some high horse. Oh, I found love and everything's perfect. I share now probably on every episode. Larry and I still have our challenges at times, but there's nothing better than walking through life with him. Even sick right now, 
He's like, what do you need? I'm like, just sit next to me. Just his presence and his smell. I hope he doesn't get it (laughs) or the kids don't get it. But just his presence calms the fuck out of me. And his kindness and his love is healing for me no matter what. Just knowing that I have this person who I'm crazy passionately in love with who's also my best friend and committed to me for life is the best feeling ever. But it's not sunshine, daisies, and rainbows 100% of the time. And not not just in our relationship if we have challenges from time to time, which we certainly do, but just life. Being an entrepreneur, holding a lot of emotional space for a lot of people, even though this is my dream job, I can also I can find myself tired, run down like I am right now. I think my I've realized my body crashed after I just shot the 20 videos a couple of weekends ago, which makes sense because I was just consumed with these scripts. And so it is. So is it's life. I'm not sitting here complaining, but being equipped to just manage the negative emotion, manage the hard, and being so committed to the result is how I found him. And not falling into some trap of, oh, I better not fuck this one up, or I better not jinx this, or it probably won't work out. Okay, so it didn't work out with anyone in the past, but that has nothing to do with how it will work out for you in the future. And you cannot jinx it, but you can protect your energy, be very careful about who you're sharing your dating life with, and then look at the ways that your brain wants to psych yourself out. You get to have your hopes up. There's also an episode that I have. I think it's called Get Your Hopes Up. You get to get your hopes up. I was like, wait, why does that sound weird? You get to get your hopes up. But you have to also be willing to feel the pain and disappointment on the other side if it doesn't work out with that particular person. Resilience, resilience, resilience. Willingness, willingness, willingness. Curiosity, curiosity, curiosity. And I'm going to tell you a bit of a bummer of the outcome. It ended up being that the guy did bail on her last minute. And I just like to keep things transparent with you guys because it would be so easy for me to be like, and then she went off on this great date. But I think it's important to say it because it would be easy. And she, and she brought it back and she said, yeah, like I'm disappointed. He, he bailed last minute, said a work thing came up and he asked, you know, can we do it later this week? She said, yeah, when are you free? And he didn't respond for two days. And that's when Claire the Heartbreak Coach says, boy, fucking bye. Hey, I'm cool as a cucumber, open chick. Bummer that you had to cancel our first date last minute, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, which is exactly what my client did. But if you're not responding for two days to make up for it, and now it's Tuesday and you asked me about what my week looked like after bailing last minute, then you're showing me that you're not as committed to meeting me as I would be or as committed to finding your person as I would be. And I'm not going to leave the app open or our connection open for you to continue to ignore. Now, some of you listening will be like, wow, that's pretty harsh. Like maybe he was busy. Maybe the work stuff was like really overwhelming. But you know, this is what I talk about all the time with the group. It's raising your standards. I also told my client, I always say, I'm not your mom. I'm your coach. So I told her, you don't have to unmatch but I would like to see how you feel when, you know, he bailed on Sunday and Tuesday comes around and you were very responsive and he still hasn't written you back for two days. Like, I know for me, if I had done that to Larry, I would be wanting to pick up the phone and say, hey, 
I just want you to hear in my voice. I am so sorry. I'm very interested in meeting you. Please tell me you'll give me the benefit of the doubt and that we can reschedule. What does your schedule look like? Let's make this happen. Like, I'll be cool if you bail last minute, first date, but you got to show me that you're not fucking around and that that was actually true. Because now I'm like, is that even true? Did you have a work thing that came up because you haven't followed up with the second date? And I'm just not interested in that. Also, it's not hard to find people. We all know how to find people on the internet. We're all detectives on the internet. He could find her and make it up to her if he really, really wanted to. And if she's listening right now, I don't say this to make her feel worse. I say it to empower her. And I said, see how you feel. Make sure that you're not unmatching from this fuck you reactive place, but just from a, oh, thank you for showing me who you are. You bailed last minute. I was really looking forward to it. I was open, kind, communicative, told you, you know, yeah, let's do it again this week. When are you free? And yeah, I have high standards for the ladies in my group. You know, I'm not sitting around waiting for someone who I've never met to bail on me last minute to tell me, you know, however, when he feels like it or never that he's not available. Boy, bye. And I see that as a fucking win for my student, for my client. It's a win. She's doing this work to elevate her thoughts. She also got to experience the giddy feels of, ooh, and learn that it really is possible to get excited about someone from the apps. She also learned to stay in her power when it didn't work out. She's also processing negative emotion, which is a part of the process. And a few days later, she's like, you know what? I'm still having fun on the apps. Like, this is just a part of it. Okay, thank you for showing me. You're not my guy. Next. You can't jinx it, but protect your energy and be willing to feel the disappointment and then look at where your brain goes, manage your brain. That's where the coaching comes in and then get back on the horse and stay committed to the result of finding him. Easy peasy. (laughs) And if you're overwhelmed with that process, for sure, head to Claire the Heartbreak Coach com. Click on the work with me page. We have spots open for my group program. You can put in the application. There's a six month option. There's also payment plan options. I want this program to be as accessible to the masses. I am very selective about who comes into the group. It isn't just about, are you and I the right fit? It's, are, are you the right fit for everybody else? Because this is a fucking elevated group and we want to keep the vibes high. Not that they have a say <laughs> on who comes in, but you know that I want to make sure you are someone who's going to learn, thrive, and grow from the coaching that you observe between myself and the other women, and that they will based on observing the coaching between you and me as well. So please take those applications seriously. I read through them. And if it does seem like we are a right fit, we would move to a consultation call and have a conversation about whether or not all the things that happen in the program are the right fit for you. So if you are interested, serious applications only. I don't get on the phone with just anyone. I need to know that you are ready and hungry for this work. And why wouldn't you be? Why not now? Why not wrap 2022 up feeling more healed, feeling more empowered, feeling more clear, feeling like you have more clarity and power in your dating life. Who knows? You could end up by New Year's with a really strong potential of a person. 
I say that because I here we are. I'm recording this on October 27th. I'm all about taking things slowly and you will learn all about that in the group. But that, you know, you could, I mean, two months from now, you could decide. I mean, Larry and I, two and a half months in, we were telling each other that we love each other. It was the first time in nine years, anything is possible. It was the first time in nine years that I had said, I love you to someone. And it felt so right and so good. So anything is possible. But even just wrapping up the new year, feeling like you've got a plan, that you've got support, that you have someone that's not just going to hold space and hold you accountable, but direct you in ways that you didn't even realize you were getting in your own way, direct you out of that. So I can't wait to read your applications. My voice is dying off. I feel it. I'm sure you hear it. So much love, my loves. Until next time. Bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after.